हेलो 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 एंड वेलकम टू गेट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ आकाश मेहता एंड फ्रेंड्स वी आर वी आर बैक वी नेवर रियली वेंट अवे दो आफ्टर वी स्टार्टेड द सेवन एपिसोड्स बट येट अगेन आई एम हियर विद अनदर वेरी क्लोज फ्रेंड दैट्स बीन द लास्ट द फन थिंग अबाउट द लास्ट फ्यू एपिसोड्स राइट दैट वी हैड पीपल हु आर हु आर नॉट नेसेसरली माई क्लोज फ्रेंड्स एंड नाउ यू नो इंटरस्पेस विद पीपल दैट आई एम नो नो ओवर दू नो लास्ट फ्यू ईयर्स एंड and and i and i'm really glad because like today is somebody who i've genuinely known and i think uh, uh, like a frankenstein that i created almost i feel uh, and and therefore i'm very excited to introduce uh, my very good friend shashwat bulusu to y'all hello shashwat welcome hello, to hello. akash and friends how are you it's been a uh, while since we spoke yeah yeah it has been a total of 6 uh, 60 to 63 minutes or so since we spoke yeah. 63 seconds rather <laughs> <laughs> but hey man thank you for coming on this you are always eager to come on this so uh, on on anything i make <laughs> which is which is very uh, i am very lucky that way uh, i am also very eager to be on the things you make yeah. but uh, uh, i i dropped something hey you so, are yeah <laughs> yeah right that's I, i i so if you don't know who shashwat is then that is you are missing out firstly uh, uh because shashwat is a gem of a musician based out of baroda beech mein delhi but now back to baroda thanks to uh, covid ban um and, uh, uh, and 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 i don't really know how to introduce shashwat's music to people but because it's like to give you an brahmand pura that's how i that's how I, yeah that's how i explained it to amf also right for that song like when i sent him the beat and i was yeah. like hey man i'm doing the first verse can you do the second verse and yeah. he's like ha beat kya hai and i said dude brahmand and then i sent him the beat <laughs> <laughs> and i sent him the beat and then after like he didn't respond for like half an hour yeah. so then i messaged i said suna brahmand and this is like <laughs> he just exploded saying bye 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 he's <laughs> <laughs> edit mein na wo wo meme dal dena chahiye kya <laughs> bye bye this bye. is wrong channel sorry <laughs> <laughs> we can do it this this uh, podcast has no bearing on what anyone else is doing or even yeah. what the podcast itself is doing yeah. that's the beauty <laughs> of doing amf when you have amazing listeners who are willing to pay you and and yeah. and fund you to keep going thank you patrons uh, then you have genuinely the room to experiment like i'm never worried about what a platform yeah. or a brand i'm really glad is. that you did this mm-hmm. though i remember having this conversation with you one and a year year one and a half year back and i remember you being very dismissive about this <laughs> yeah, about 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 just having your own website where everything that you do lands over there and it's your sort of an island and you know, like, yeah. I, i genuinely did a lot of research for yeah. it and it didn't seem viable at that point uh, because yeah. the cost of the servers were a big issue yeah. like you know you you need to get like an amazon streaming service server and then you have to yeah. it's, it's an ex- very expensive ordeal so uh, what happened also is that you know i met rachit and rachit yeah. who handles the website and and pabninja has been really helpful with that end because yeah, uh, yeah i think the 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 one thing i learned in the last one two years was also ki i need to not do other things like in the sense ki if i am also the tech guy and i am also the yeah. account guy and i am also the marketing guy and You're also and the, the manager and the product yeah <laughs> so it's not going to work so this way at least i just get to you know we have an excellent team now we just i do, yeah. i focus on just this part of it like which is the yeah. part that is that requires my focus the most yeah i think it's very important like 
it's something that i learned in the last one year or so is just that like it's very important for you to be a part of the industry but that is one that is only one side to it but like to for you to have your own to have your own culture and an audience of your own which is invested in you and yeah. which which is now which i see like with the website it's a great start yeah like for you to have your own space for you to do whatever you want to and not think about ki acha youtube pe kya dalna hai and all that this like uh. this is sort of like your playground you decide the rules with which how this playground is run yeah absolutely and and i think I, but it's also the fact that uh, you know you know exactly what i mean when i say agar gaad nahi jalta hai to kaam nahi hota yeah like gaad ke niche aag lagta hai and yeah. and when there are people who are subscribing and you know and and they're giving their their money their hard earned money in the middle of a pandemic for you to create yeah. things then that onus of creating things becomes Uh, yeah. much more and i think that's how i am also able to meet a lot of the deadlines because yeah. i will wake up at 2 in the morning and just be like hey wake up this much guy and you know so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah that's why it is important when we miss june the only solution you know i felt so bad about missing the episodes in june because i wasn't well that we yeah. did the seven episodes in july yeah the straight up marathon that you gave everyone yeah Uh, and it was yeah, damn funny even I didn't follow up tab tak even I didn't follow up on but then I was like acha bhai har hafte aa raha hai and then I saw you you did one with Bijoy Nambiar and then you told me that you are also doing with Chirayu so I was like I I always want to know what Chirayu has to say <laughs> because from from my past experiences and our collective experience with him I know yeah. that he has a lot to say yeah so, absolutely so I thought ki Chirayu wala nikal gaya तो आई वेंट टू द वेबसाइट एंड आई सॉ कि अच्छा अभी और भी काफ़ी लोगों का एंड आई सॉ एंड आई रियलाइज दैट सो मेनी पीपल वॉट आई थॉट अबाउट दैम वॉज वेरी डिफरेंट सो विच आई ऑल्सो टोल्ड यू लाइक यू गॉटन सो मच बेटर एट इंटरव्यूइंग पीपल इट्स जिस इट्स मोर फ्री नाउ इट डजेंट लाइक इट फील्स लाइक योर शोल्डर्स हैव रिलैक्स नाउ इट्स ऑल्सो आई थिंक दैट आई आई फाउंड द आइडेंटिटी ऑफ दिस दिस इज नॉट एन इंटरव्यू दिस इज अ कॉन्वर्सेशन uh and uh, uh, and i think that realization also came to me during anu's episode because in anu's episode she said in india there is no such thing as the art of interviewing <laughs> um and and i just felt like little bad in my heart ki like are par main main to and then uh, and and i did actually end up going and watching those gram not an interviews and just watching yeah stuff about interviewing people and stuff and i realized ki uh, although a lot of these things make a lot of sense they don't make sense in the context of this podcast because it's yeah um yeah I, and i think it's that's that's why it sets what sets this yeah. apart i don't know if you've been watching saurabh's podcast that he does every oh. morning at 11 yeah dude i've been watching it like that was one podcast so i wasn't so as you know for a because of my whatever issues with the comedy scene i just stopped consuming <laughs> comedy for a while except giving you notes but then this pandemic like they they've been the ones who just like hitting it with the content so i've been just seeing what's going on and saurabh's podcast was something which came up and i was like fuck yeah There's something it's it's you know it felt like every uh, when i was younger when i would wake up and there was this morning news show <laughs> it's it's this calm like discussion that's happening and they like and then beech make weekly round up hota hai and like and but there's this like morning conversation happening or like a radio show in the morning yeah it 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 felt like that and i even messaged him saying that hey i really enjoy what you're doing and like i i suggested him a platform to go ahead with like for his patronage 
for him to start because it's something which i which i see like it's going to be it's going to be it's going to last a little longer than i think he thinks or if all of us thinks because it's it's like getting ramchandra goha and just having that conversation like just the curiosity all of a sudden everyone in on the chat like on a comedian's chat everywhere else it's just like <laughs> it's it's damn weird it's just young kids <laughs> like school going kids yeah. just abusing the streamer but this was where like all of a sudden i was like logo ke paas sawal kitne sare hain ha and and it's also ki uh, i think sorab has that effortlessness when it comes to being serious yeah. and then going back to being goofy and then coming back and being serious yeah. i think it also comes with age a lot of yeah. uh, the people watching saurabh's podcast are older and they're not like the 16 yeah. 17 year olds have given up on that podcast they i don't think are watching it i don't think yeah. they understand what's going on yeah. when they watch it uh, which really helps yeah. uh, every time this is great hmm. yeah, i'm think, sure there are like yeah. five people still commenting every time saying call bossy call tanmay call yeah. bossy call tanmay but other than <laughs> that it's fine yeah but i think that's the thing right like with comedy when it started it it was that it was that it was this one craft which had which had an all encompassing like sort of an audience like bachche bhi sun rahe bade yeah. bhi sun rahe now like slowly everyone's figuring out okay my audience is probably not the say, under 20 category they won't understand what i am trying to say because of where i am in, in my life yeah. right now so it's like it's slowly getting there it's sort of like वो छन्नी में से थोड़ा निकालते हैं ना वैसा हो रहा है अभी लाइक दिस नाइस फील्ड लाइक ऑडियंसिसंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टैंडरस्टै
like people who listen to my music in Baroda I thought they owe me quite a bit <laughs> and and it was and I did that and I did a tour and they, and and it sort of bro, bro, burst my bubble in quite a way in in a way which like initially I was like man, man what the fuck and then it's like when the year ended I was like okay this is what it meant like this is what I need to work on and this like I had a positive learning out of it by the end of it but yeah I think it's important for everyone to understand people who are consuming their art as well I think we're we're getting further ahead in the timeline I think uh, uh, the story starts much much earlier I mean the story starts with you still being in school and and fucking around with a guitar and and doing unnecessarily vibrato driven vocals <laughs> and and, <Yeah>. and <laughs> <laughs> you learned the tabla before you learned the guitar right growing up yeah yeah i started yeah. learning the tabla when i was 3 years old this is this is a south indian household thing i feel almost <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think and it's also a very Bulusu household thing because I my whole family has been my grandmom was always interested in Carnatic music and the traditional art form of like Carnatic music. She learned Carnatic music. My my aunt, my dad's my dad's younger sister, she she learned Bharatanatyam. My mom learned Bharatanatyam. My sister also learned Bharatanatyam. My dad was always into music. So it because my dad could not like properly go through the training of music so when i was i think 3 or 4 that is when my dad was like okay this is the right age for some to introduce an instrument or music to into someone because it brings an amount of discipline and like it makes you more holistic as a person so i think that that point he he asked me if i want to learn the harmonium or the tabla i knew jack shit ki dono mein se kya kya hota hai i said tabla because tabla still had a like in the pop culture you, you know ki acha tabla पॉप कल्चर में तबला दिखता है कि अच्छा दो है उसको मारना है सो या दैट्स हाउ एंड आई सेड ओके तबला एंड फ्रॉम द एज 3 टिल आई वाज इन माय 10th स्टैंडर्ड आई लर्न द तबला वेरी रिलीजियसली लाइक द फॉर्मल वे ऑफ लर्निंग तबला आई 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 वेंट थ्रू दैट या स्क्वाड लर्निंग दो आई आई टू रेबेल एंड आई वाज लाइक आई डोंट वांट टू लर्न दिस बिकॉज़ आई थॉट बिकॉज़ इट वाज समथिंग व्हिच आई वाज टोल्ड टू लर्न Mm. and i didn't understand the value of learning that at that point but later on now when i look back at it i learned so much from it yeah was it a you did the visharad right like you did give all the exams kidhar tak the exam i trained all the way through uh, till visharad but then obviously 10th came i wanted i had to give my exams and after 10th because i was i was by that time i i was doing it for the sake of doing it learning tabla mm. I did all the training for Visharad like I I used to practice and all but then finally after 10th I was like I really want to learn a western instrument because I because sometime when I was in my 6th standard my cousin from Bangalore came and by that time like I started listening to Linkin Park and like the usual and he came from Bangalore and Bangalore was way ahead of the yeah. country at that point and he came with his st- small iPod with mm. almost 8 GB of music which was mm. everything from the Scorpions to Iron Maiden Metallica and mm. like Black Sabbath and all of these like really heavy bands and and he and he had like live recordings like he he downloaded them and all of those <laughs> and he gave me that compilation and he was like you listen to Linkin Park listen to this and that sort of just changed 
how I knew music because by till then VH1 was how I used to consume Western music. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> And this, I was like, why does this VH1 not show on VH1? And then from 6th to 10th, all I would do was listen to this music and I was like, I really want to be able to play music this, which sounds like this. Hmm. That was that. And then when I went to 10th, I asked my dad if, can, if I can buy a guitar. So yeah, finally after my 10th, we went, we bought a really basic 2000-3000 guitar and hmm. that's how I like... Did I you, jumped uh, into the next instrument. Did you yeah. buy it from the music store in Kalagoda? No, no, not that place. <laughs> it's, so that same guy, I think it's not even him. It's basically a really small shack near Nyay Mandir. Hmm. You've been there, na? Shiv Sagar, ye, yeah, yeah, Sur Sagar yeah. ke pas. So it's like, it's basically, it's like a cobbler's store in hmm. the middle of the road. And that's where we went. We went to buy my sister's bicycle. Because she was getting at that age where she could ride without the training wheels. Mm. So we went there to buy that and then and then we saw that guitar shop and I, I went and asked my dad, can I? Because I had no clue. And then we went and, and then we saw the guitar. The first thing I saw was how did it look? And I did and Uskyopar, and I saw that the logo looks very similar to Gibson. So I was like, fuck, Gibson ka guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it and dad was we like, all oh, did this. Yeah, and then I went home and I opened and I'm like, wait, this is not Gibson. This is Gibson. <laughs> and then that was also my first introduction to IPR. <laughs> uh, Intellectual property 101. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the, that's where I got it from. Yeah. And the and you just abandoned it so basically the tabla you just abandoned like you did you just yeah. stop playing did you still play for a while after no i i practically just abandoned it because i was like this is something which i've been listening to and like i've been obsessively consuming music which has the guitar in it and at that time like i didn't know i didn't know enough people who were playing the guitar so I thought it's a very unique thing that like I'd be I'm I'm gonna be playing the guitar and no and not enough people are playing it already. Mm. So I picked it up and I was and I wasn't listening to Zakir Hussain anymore. Mm. I stopped consuming that I I stopped listening to music that way and at that point what, I felt what do you like mean okay, that way. Like when you're when you're when you're a classical musician because at, and and you're undergoing training, you you listen to you you get into the intricacies of what's happening in the composition a lot like which is how my which is how my teacher trained me he was more than just understanding okay that this is how you play this tal his idea was why was this tal brought in and how is it being used in someone's composition like he 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 gave me one of the concerts i don't, I don't remember whose concerts he he gifted he used to gift me dvds on my birthday of like really famous tabla players and their concert and there was one and he and we listened to it before the class like five ten minutes of it before the class and he tell me see now the reason why he's why he's like there's this bowl called girl in tabla so the reason why you go all the way through is because he wants it to sound like a Ooh. pigeon yeah uh. that sound he's like he's trying to emulate a pigeon over here and then he's telling me, okay, the composition, this is a story in the composition. Hmm. So, so I was trained to listen to music that in that 
manner and when and and then when the western music like metal and rock came in all of that went out of out of the window i was mm. i was just in it because it was just like high octane it had like like grabs you yeah it grabs you and it had something which was not there in classical music per se it had the certain amount of rawness which allowed you to make mistakes right and classical music whatever you say it's you you the finesse is the most important in classical music hmm and rock and metal didn't have that it was just like yeah. you you do what you do yeah like i i remember the first time i heard uh, nirvana and just the it sounded dirty almost like it sounded yeah. like i was doing something uh, my mother shouldn't find out i'm listening to this almost <laughs> yeah you know so, so this, this a very similar thing happened to me so i was listening to nirvana so at that time we had one computer and it was in my mom dad's room so i would sit there put on these earphones and i would listen to music excessively i used to play gta gta mein band karke i used to listen to music that my brother sent me hmm. basically just drive through the city with metal going on and rock <laughs> and and at that time i was like and and then def i was listening to some def leppard song i think pour some pour some sugar on me or something like that and then and then one day just the ear like the i didn't put on the earphones and i was just playing and mom entered the room and she's like is that def leppard <laughs> and i was like wait what <laughs> and, I, and i was i was shit scared and she was like you know what i used to listen to this music when i was growing up because when she was she was at the age where mtv came to india and it, and it used to excessively play rock music right throughout the day and she used to con- she, her way of consuming pop culture was watching <coughs> mtv and channel v and listen to all this music and she's like i heard all of this music and then she showed me the, <laughs> the george michael cassettes and all that she had and i was like yeah. oh this is one side of my mom that i never knew <laughs> and then my dad comes and he's like have you heard of bonnie m <laughs> <laughs> and and that was like bonnie m abba and all of the pop that they used yeah. to listen to and like so many of our parents were big bonnie m fans like yeah. my mom will still sing daddy Daddy cool like it's such a <laughs> And I think it's I think a lot of it is because na they never yeah. heard the videos because in every Boniem video they have a bridge yeah. where they do sex sounds <laughs> If you've seen them play live they just do uh uh wo ho hi raha hai har gaane mein Good and Boniem music was sexual in nature like his biggest hit <laughs> Rasputin, Rasputin was Rana Rasputin lover of the Russian queen Yeah, <laughs> they were addressing it, and मैं तो मतलब six seven stand का लड़का रा रा राष्ट्रपुरी लवर ऑफ़ द रशियन क्वीन गा रहा हूँ जोश में, but yeah like that's how I and I got to know about that about my mom and dad and I and I and I realized कि I assumed a lot about my parents कि ये लोग सिर्फ किशोर कुमार और सोनू निगम से ही they they're happy, but yeah that was that was damn cool that phase of that that was one of the best phases because i felt like i was learning like i was like experiencing a lot of new music because there was so much music that i didn't listen to then one fine day i heard creed and, <laughs> and i was like oh one and yeah and then one last breath played and i was like oh dude there's melody in rock as well like really melodic and then yeah. i was like mike tremonti to bhagwan hai mike tremonti and i was like fuck and then i got into audio slave <laughs> then i also went down the route of three doors down and hoobastank i i went and it was just like it was i think that was a very giving stage in my life where i was just like 
every day I would listen to a new band just because yeah. my brother had all of it on his iPod and he decided that he wants to introduce me to all of this music. Yeah. And I think I I every time I meet them I tell them like so much of what I'm doing right now is owed to them coming like both the brothers introducing me to the music. The yeah. my whole exploration of music I think there's something to do with puberty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this that rage in puberty it yeah. sort of ends up coming out by you know and and you suddenly relate to all these songs and the thing is you kind of you there are like four songs on the album that you relate to but the yeah. other eight you will make yourself relate <laughs> because because you have to justify the four songs <laughs> that you really relate to फॉर मी इट वॉज वेरी स्लो आई यू नो हाउ आई एम आई गेट ऑब्सेसिव विद एक गाना तो मैं एक गाना सुनेगा चार दिन सात दिन वही सुनेगा लूप पे माई ब्रदर हैड दिस स्मॉल रियो करके कंपनी था उसका एक एम पी थ्री प्लेयर था उसके पास टाइनी लिल ग्रीन थिंग इट कुड फिट ट्वेंटी फोर सॉन्ग्स और समथिंग लाइक दैट थर्टी सिक्स सॉन्ग्स और समथिंग लाइक दैट एंड माई ब्रदर वी हैड गॉन टू सम वेकेशन समवेयर एंड माई ब्रदर हैड इट विथ हिम और उस पर दो गाने थे सैंडस्टॉम का दारूड Uh, like my parents were really into movie music as opposed yeah. to movies yeah uh, i mean they were into movies but ghar pe cassette tha har gaane ka yeah. and uh, uh, most of the music i've heard i n- i've never as- made that association of of music with yeah. uh, 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 a particular visual yeah mera t-shirt pehna hai it wasn't planned though <laughs> i would never do it for you you know Thanks. that <laughs> that's that's why i love you um So, uh, so that associate did you have, did you have that association growing up like did you was the music video a part of it for you no no because my i was listening to music on the computer and it was just mp3 files right or streaming bhi nahi kar pa rahe the video yeah. kahan se youtube to tha nahi yeah at that time like youtube was there but like bandwidth was so slow you could afford to watch one music video and like you or vh1 pe kuch kuch gano ke dikhte the wo the but like I don't know like that whole space of music video I wasn't really like I wasn't really a fan of music videos for a very long time because I was like okay I have this because I heard music just as audio for such a long time that the mo- because I, then I had built my own visuals yeah and then the moment I saw music videos on the television or on YouTube I was like oh man this doesn't do justice to the song Or yeah. like this does this doesn't do justice to the visuals in my head. A lot of times, music that wasn't necessarily romantic have any ounce of romance in it. It was just very personal and heartfelt, and I would listen to it, and I was like, okay, this is what it is. But the music videos ended up being so, so corny, and like, or or they were romantic, and I was just like, it threw me off. I yeah, I that happened a lot for me with Foo Fighters. 
Hmm. And I understood that later why they did those music videos, but like the yeah. music is so emotional. But the first time it's you so saw Everlong, heard Everlong, and then yeah. saw the video for Everlong, there was this huge dissonance. Yeah. Dude, I was like, what is going on? I I I didn't watch that music. I was just so angry with like the band for making doing that to the song, and then I understood like they. that they're just being so ironic that the music is so intense they're like they're just balancing it with yeah <laughs> i think my hero is the only uh, music video pretender. they did which was and pretendo yeah and for pretendo that matter was... even walk walk has that whole car wala situation starting me is looking at i love cold play and getting oh yeah, yeah that and... also has that corny bit yeah yeah it does yaar which kya that was damn yeah. funny dude cold play but ka pretendo is like one music video which i still enjoy watching because love that it. that whole scene of that fucking glass wall yeah. breaking and like now and then like i i was watching it when i was in delhi uh during the most uh, most scary time like last december like not even december january when january. shit hit the roof and i was just listening to foo fighters and i was like oh i should watch this music video again and i was in the office and i was watching it and i felt so and like i don't know there's something about that music video which just like made me want to go out on the streets and be like yeah mere ko bhi ladna hai kisi se but yeah dude that music video is so beautiful yeah and it won a grammy also i think it yeah. won the best music video grammy that year man yeah. fight is a whole different trip only man yeah i, I mean like i would in in a in another world or in another year i would love to do just like one podcast of breaking down foo fighters music as a fan i swear that's foo a, fighters that and oasis like a... just like these two bands like because i like their music is so giving like mm. there are there's music which is dated which refers to that time and that period that the music was in and there's and then there's music like foo, what foo fighters and oasis did a lot of people call it pop music so be it but like it's still like it's something which i can like i i got into oasis pretty late but it, mm. i still like when i listen to don't look back in anger it still gets me yeah i think yeah. don't look back in anger is still one of my favorite songs to play the drums to just those tum ta ta tum ta 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 da sali can wait i i loved that dude i i was did you you know most people they they start off on that trail right like you did and i did of the linkin park and then find yeah. dc dc and scorpions and then you know 3 years later it's my shuga suddenly you know and you are in yeah. that very yeah i'm a god my shuga and like ha, getting really angry Right, somewhere in the middle you'll come across tool. Maybe you felt bad also. Salah, tabla nahi chhodna chahiye tha. Yeah, he baja leta hai luka to. But uh, for me, that you know, I I didn't. I, at some point, I hit Jack Johnson. You know, and and yeah. that aggression phase never came for me, right? Like, and I got mm-hmm. sidetracked into, you know, I I was introduced to Jack Johnson, then Orin Lavi, then uh, uh, and and all these sidey small indies yeah. arrangers and and lyricists who were just completely in a space that was nothing like what everyone else was listening to. Yeah. Uh, if you were listening to Sigur Ros in 2008 as a 16 year old, uh, then तो कोई नहीं था तुम्हारे टीम में. People used to call say Akash Circus music सुनता है पूरा दिन. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's where I think I I became very mellow. And I know you listen to a lot of this stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, did it come around the time uh, that like was it running parallel for you or did you just get into that whole metal space and then gr- crawl out of it and go into this space? No. So 
when I was in that metal phase, so when I I think in, when I was when I was in eleventh or twelfth grade, I was also in a very in, in a hardcore punk band, and ah. like I was I was I used to do like screamo vocals, and we we wrote a couple of songs as well at that point. Not that great, but like I would I would still do that. But then parallelly, like I I started listening to Eddie Vedder, mm. and. And like, and you must have listened to like post Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, like. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, no, uh, I, I got uh, into Pearl Jam, and like uh, Pearl Jam was angry, but like melodic, and like towards the, yeah. like the feeling side of things. Yeah. And not just break shit up, but did and you, then did you learn to sing properly ever? No, na. No, I, I never actually. Did you learn to sing by singing along to Eddie Vedder? No, I actually didn't learn. Like I didn't. I never at that point. I never practiced singing at all. It was just it. It just became something which I was involuntarily doing so much that I got better right. over a period of time. But like a lot of things, like with people like Eddie Vedder and Kurt Cobain, and for that matter, John Massix from Dinosaur Junior. All of these people, like they gave me so much confidence because they were like. they were people who didn't have they weren't pitch perfect vocalists yeah they still aren't and kurt cobain obviously isn't <laughs> not anymore <laughs> but yeah but so all of these but they had but they were off they were off when they were singing songs on the album but this the emotion came through yeah. exactly and so so my eyes branched into dinosaur junior and uh, pearl jam and all of these bands dinosaur junior was still very indie at that point i just stumbled mm-hmm. upon them on youtube and i and i got into that space and i was like oh wait this is a little more comfortable for me i don't know i you know you it's like moving into a new house and it like you just you've settled into this house now so yeah. i got into that space and then and then that was how and once i got into dinosaur junior then i went into a lot of that space with like my bloody valentine and uh slow dive and into that dream pop shoegaze space with that okay. with because these were people who weren't really caring about how in like how perfect the music sounded it was just about like the rashness with which you can make music and create music and still yeah. and like still have the same emotions that are like Christina Aguilera song does to someone. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's 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 just that. Like a lot of, yeah. I and like over in that period was when I learned that it's okay to have blemishes. Like in in your voice. तो तू मेरी क्यों गांड मारता है मैं ऑफ पिस जाता है तो बहन चोद हर बार मेरे को तू दिमाग चाटता है कि नहीं नहीं तेरा ये गलत कर ये सो फ्रस्ट्रेटिंग मैं तेरे को यही तो समझा रहा था बहन चोद कि मेरे को फीलिंग्स है मेरा फीलिंग्स ऑफ पिच है बट वो फीलिंग में नहीं पता चलता है ना अभी भी अभी भी तू कर पता है क्या आई द रीजन आई द ओनली रीजन नहीं कर पाता है ना इमोशन नहीं आता है द आईडिया इज लाइक इट्स ओके टू हैव ब्लेमिशेस इफ यू कैन लाइक इफ यू कैन इमोट द लाइन या इफ लाइक दैट्स दैट्स द थिंग विद लाइक अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल हैव दिस होल परसेप्शन अबाउट सिंगर सॉन्गराइटर्स दैट इट्स वेरी लाइक deadpan singing style and all of that but the idea is that the emotion is cutting through way better than a lot of other people are doing yeah like jack johnson or for that matter who's the guy who did uh, i'm yours jason mraz jason mraz jason mraz oren lavi and 
Elliot Smith for that matter but all of these people like yeah. really simple music they a lot of people said it's folk chord music okay it's not as technical but the thing was like they they were able to like they were able to uh, make people feel things in a way that other music wasn't doing and it had and it there was an aesthetic which was growing and and yeah i think yeah i think i lost my train of thought that's okay i yeah. i, I kind of get what you're saying i uh, in terms of you know wanting to listen to stuff which is and it's what you know i was listening to this uh, when when a thousand suns came out yeah. lincoln park they had a dvd that came out with it yeah um and it was a documentary about how they made the whole thing and mm-hmm. i remember they there was this argument in the studio around the messenger the last song on the album mm-hmm. you know where mike is saying ye karna chahiye wo karna chahiye ye karna chahiye and chester is just like no shut the fuck up dude four chords and i'm singing over and it's over that's all it needs yeah. to be uh, and i think when you listen to the arrangement finally it is just chester singing with an acoustic guitar and i think yeah. mike plays some piano in the back i don't yeah. think they have a bass guitar on that arrangement um yeah. and and i think that's what it is right like it it boils down and Chester Bennington is not the voice that you would have ever associated with an acoustic guitar and a piano yeah. just playing in the back. I I want to hear those fucking tight drums slapping you in the face yeah. while he's talking about being so numb. <laughs> <laughs> Did it uh, uh, I met you when you were in I think first year of law school. No, I, uh, we met when I finished my school, and I was j- like, we didn't. I did that open mic when I was like figuring out my admission scene. That open mic had some incredibly. I mean, I I would say historically speaking, that open mic had a lot of fucking amazing people on it. Yeah. Uh, who went on to do some crazy things in life? I mean, obviously yeah. we had Deep Manan Chirayu from yeah. Comedy Factory, Sumit Roy. Uh, yeah, man. Acclaimed rapper and artist Sumit. Shout out. Yeah, Sumit. dude. How's it going? Uh, Sumit Roy, if you don't know, uh, uh, he's coming up. 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 Yeah, dude, that was an in- that was an interesting period because like he tried one or two, he just tried two open mics, and like you also met him at that. It was it was really crazy, dude. Like just the num the people that was there. So Nali Thakkar was also there. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was crazy. <laughs> it's a very crazy, crazy show, man. And I don't yeah. think that that yeah, that was a fucking. That's the beauty of it, right? Like these moments in time when you suddenly start to realize that. Like, like all connected. This, this is what blows my mind, right? Like if you if you read about Vienna in like the late eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah. Like you had fucking whoever Van Gogh and whoever the fuck all these mm. people, all these great minds hanging out in the same cafes, not knowing they're gonna be remembered forever in history. Yeah, but you know, was contemporary system. Yeah, dude. If fuck that, dude. I was watching Saurabh Pant's interview with Raju Shrivastav, and who? Yeah. And he's talking about Antop Hill. Me, how John yeah. Oliver one guy me lay there. Sukhwinder Singh is right there. <laughs> And dude, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> dude, like just like you, but you never like these are things that you can only look at retrospectively. Yeah. Like you only realize these things retro. You you will never know when like five people are in a room 
टूगेदर तेरे दिमाग में कभी ये चलेगा नहीं कि समवन इज गोट टू मेक इट बिग बट आई आई वुड डिसग्री बिकॉज सिंस द मोमेंट आई मेट यू देन Yeah. And then you worked with us. I mean, I was working at Comedy Factory. You started helping out at Comedy Factory. You were in the excess with me. We did gag mala. We started doing some shows. Side me, you were doing music too. Yeah. But I, I remember distinctly there was this uh, one night uh, when uh, me, Chirayu, Deep, and Aris, I think, yeah. we were driving from Surat to Baroda back yeah. at night, late at night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think. You had just sent a version of I think Gulnava, okay, yeah. and uh, the first ever recording of Gulnava yeah. with your with six Shashwat singing at the end, um, yeah. <laughs> and and I remember like making a pact with everyone in the car that night, where we were like, no, this this boy, this is the one, this uh, of of this batch of us, this one has to make it. Uh, so I think they, yeah. I disagree. I think especially with your music, I I've that's like everyone I've introduced to your music has has immediately kind of like snapped into it. Like just to give like Rani is the best example, right? Rani became Bluetooth yeah. famous viral in Himachal Pradesh virtually by the fact that people were sending it to each other because they were so attracted to it and just kind of hit them in the right spot. Years yeah. later. uh you know uh, uh, you know when when people ask me you know i i'll send them one of the songs from the ep or something i'll send a playground or something and and it'll just like they'll they'll be like who what what how yeah and and then you know like 3 weeks later some random person will send me this song be like dude have you heard this guys from baroda i'm like ha ah, man <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like, yeah i think in relation to at that point because i wasn't taking music as seriously as you might have known i was very i was very upset with you yeah. over I, that also and i was i was just like i i knew that i wanted to do something like i really wanted to do something and like there was this energy that i had and i didn't know where to place that energy which led me to do comedy and the sketch writing with you guys and then doing stand up on the side i also wanted like because i i just wanted to do something i was helping a friend out who who like doing this thing called the gujarat chhatra sansad which was like which is like a student parliament hmm. and we were just first year college students and we got subramanyam swami and all of these like molana rizvi to debate and it was like i was just like i'm going to do whatever you throw at me i want to be involved in things yeah. and there was just my energy was going in 10 different directions music was something which i was doing and i was just like okay i'm doing this for fun i always in the back of my head i was like okay it'd be great to be a musician but i there are all these other things that i that i want to do as well so which is why i never gave it as much importance at that time as you did do you me. need your glasses cuz i can see my reflection in your glasses yeah i can take them off okay huh. yeah 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 so what i was saying was basically it wasn't as important to me music at that point as as you saw it to be and i was just i was doing it for i don't know i was just doing it like and at for that time, at that it. point yeah for the fuck of it i was just like it was just fun yeah yeah there was there was no agenda to making that music any yeah. any of it none of it would make sense to like why you're writing songs when you're just sending it to friends on whatsapp yeah that was that was all that i was doing at that phase Mm. And so yeah, it was yeah man. And then Rani, 
I think Rani was the song which made me sort of, in general, which made me sort of rethink how I want to do what I want to do, as like in terms of music, because before it even like a lot of people like it became as it had an audience of its own. Like you, you came up. I think we one of the early conversations was when you heard Rani and you called me because we weren't talk like we we weren't talking yeah. as much, but you just called me one day that I heard this Chirayu sent me this song. and i was like okay there's this one guy who's into music who's who's like really showing interest in the song and and i knew that like people are liking that music because it was written so it was written for people to like it i i'm i'm very i honest about it but i wrote it with that mindset i mai koi bhi paadon mein nahi ghum ke aaya tha tabhi but i just wrote it because it it was like it was that was the aesthetic that i that i really enjoyed and i wanted to do it and today like there's there's this whole audience thanks to you because like you shared it with so many people you bootlegged oh, my song i, I you mean like the fuck out of my song <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your marriage this is not a true it was not bootlegged it was uh, um, thoroughly distributed <laughs> yeah man i mean like till this day i run into people like i've met people like it so there was this one family <laughs> birthday celebration that was happening on zoom like a, week, a few weeks back and it was my aunt's birthday and we were and we were all celebrating we were all on zoom and then and then randomly my aunt is like oh you know uh, this is aaron i met aaron uh, so and she's like my aaron had come over to my house and and he was telling me there's this artist who also shares the same surname as you you should listen to him He's, he's like what is his name? Is she like Shasha? He's like Ira. <laughs> he's my nephew, and she and like I I keep running into people, and most of them heard the music through Rani because of Rani. Mm. A lot of people got to me know uh, got to know me uh, because of Rani. Yeah. But yeah. But that's what but that's, that's what I think. That's all. A good point for us to take a break because uh, uh, this is where Kani met we start. Uh, we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna hear the fake ads, my AMF patron friends, and other people's also. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back right after this. This episode of the AMF podcast is brought to you by Compassion. Out of stock for eternity. I'm thinking the last. Um, from episode 42 to 52 yeah or at least 51 uh, yeah. because that's going to be the last nine episodes or so yeah. um we are going to do uh, uh we are going to do all the people who worked on this nice so i really want to interview utkarsh yeah, i want to interview varun and gorang yeah. because it's so important for the end like the 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 audience to realize that these like, are for the people you, who are making this happen for you Yeah, and they have a backstory, and yeah. and they have a creative process. And they and don't they, know the kind of work that these guys are doing on the side, like exactly, outside right? of this podcast. Like the geniuses that these people are. <laughs> and it's like suddenly, I think that's when people will. Re- that's why it has to be the last ten episodes, right? Because after yeah. that, everyone will be like, "Hot bench, no, we're doing Akash pe time waste kar rahe." So, but why do I? Yar, Utkarsh jaise bande ki shakal dekhe lagta hai, wo pacifist mein bajayega. लगता है क्या उसकी बात से कभी ऐसा लगता है कि ऐसे इतना प्यार से देहरादून से आया हुआ लड़का में म्यूजिक बजा रहा है मैन एंड इट्स इट्स सो अमेजिंग राइट बिकॉज़ उत्कर्ष माय मैनेजर ही प्लेस फॉर पैसिफिस्ट ही प्लेस फॉर हनी इज डेड ही प्लेस फॉर फॉक्स इन द गार्डन एंड 
Dude, but you know, I recently got to go to Dehradun with him, right? In the beginning of yeah. the year, we both went to Dehradun, stayed at his house. And I saw him in his natural element, you know. Yeah. Uh, and in a calm, Utkar standing by the roadside, looking at the mountains, I saw the guy who plays for Pacifist. I was like, okay, this is, yeah, I see, I get it. I kind of get it now. That look in his eyes, that slightly far away... <coughs> You know, because it's a completely perfect reaction. I think, uh, this is my theory, Utkarsh might disagree, but my theory is that Utkarsh plays in Fox, which is a shoegazy kind of chilled vibe band, because it brings him back home. And he plays pacifist because he doesn't get to live at home. And he has to live in this noisy place. And I think that's where that frustration sort of comes out. That's damn interesting to look at it that way, yeah. Yeah, I wonder Uh, if that's the case. I mean, obviously, he always heard hard music, but yeah. anyway, I think that's for the episode. Welcome back. Second half. Uh, uh, did we start? You heard all of this anyway, so what does it matter? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever feel like that. Like, I constantly feel like if I acknowledge my success, then it's, it's going to go to my head immediately. So I feel like the, the best way to celebrate uh, success and to acknowledge success yeah. is to fuck it and get back to work. Yeah, I think there's a healthy way of celebrating it on your own it it need not be public and we have celebrated together a lot of our successes like your 500,000 subscribers I was in Bombay we went to Habitat and we celebrated it in our own way we had butter chicken was that oh, that no, day? Not, that was not yeah, that was that day that was that day when I played for Manu Chow you called me you said 500k uh, ho gaya. that was the oh, night that's, the, that's also the day I recorded uh, I recorded uh, that, that mom wala video. video yeah dude yeah. you know what happened that day so yeah. i was uh, at a friend's house these friends of mine they have a t-shirt company so we were just going and chilling and yeah. discussing that their t-shirts are the best t-shirts like yeah. nothing has ever felt this good on my nipples and um, you know genuinely uh, so uh, and that's how you gauge t-shirts i don't know how you yeah. gauge them but for me it's like if i do this and it's like oof that's a must like yeah. um and i was chilling at their house and i was working only and yeah. i was just like going through my phone like ha abhi 498 and, yeah. and they were like oh my god it's you're gonna touch 500k and I was like huh. they're like dude no no you will fucking sell it and yeah. then I was like <laughs> and uh, uh, they they basically said chal chal ek drink ek drink ek drink you know and I don't drink beer because mm-hmm. so then ho jata hai, um, uh, and somehow <laughs> I managed to turn that also uh, into a work thing right because like I ended up performing and recording a YouTube video yeah uh, so that's the so thing. I feel like that is the best celebration. More. So I'm going to take this opportunity to address address this publicly. That I've always told you <laughs> that a k you need to take a break. <laughs> I told this to you yesterday. <laughs> I've been telling this to you for a while now because yeah. what happens is a if you're too excited, you want to work more. <laughs> Yeah, if things are not as exciting you want to work so that Even the work. things become exciting <laughs> yeah. and I've seen both the phases <laughs> and both the phases have <laughs> we know, both of us know the result <laughs> so why <laughs> it's, okay. but I just feel like uh, I don't know I think it's just that my mortality weighs on me man everyday like I'm just so uh, I guess it's my shortcoming that I'm just so aware of my mortality that for me every day is like I feel like I'm genuinely very very short on time uh, mm. and and I know that there will const- like I think 
I, I, while I agree with you, I also disagree with the idea that I need to slow down on some things because I'm constantly forced to slow down because of my, either my health or, you know. So then yeah. I feel like I'm constantly making up. But yeah, the thing is, all these other things like the health and everything came in because you were just hitting it hard. <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember telling this to you last year. But I was just like, dude, you just need to get some time to breathe. Yeah, last year was, this year beginning, I think when we met in Delhi also, yeah. Uh, yeah. you looked at my face and went, no, dude, tera halat hai. And you know, then remember that day I couldn't come for your birthday because I was so yeah. exhausted, I passed out. Yeah, man. And then I felt really guilty. That's why I ended up going to Dehradun for that vacation. Uh, yeah, man, because I feel, like, hmm. I feel like for someone like you who, like, really, who's, who, everything that you do is around the work that you do. And like the comedy, uh, everything to do with comedy, it's like hmm. it's important to take a break. Like Mere Jaisa who's still who's just gotten in, even I like to take a break. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize so, that all of last year though. <laughs> well, it's better late than never. Uh, Covid taught me this lesson very nicely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I think just yeah, the act of not touring and going on stage. Uh, that was a big educator. Like just, yeah. Uh, who uh, you think we? I you think the rap song would have ever fucking happened if if I was on tour, mm. right? No, it's the EP I hasn't had... ha- the e- your EP hasn't happened for the last three years. No one knows <laughs> the musician that Akash is. <laughs> yeah, but, but with good reason yeah. also. Like you know, I feel like the music is very personal, and I wasn't yeah. ready. Like it almost felt like before we had the conversation about you producing it. Yeah. It always felt like I don't want to go out on the street naked, you know, yeah. like, and, and I don't mind doing it in comedy cause I can hide behind yeah. a microphone, but you know how I get when I sing because I'm not, yeah. I'm, there's no fiction in, I'm, I've yeah. never really been somebody to write fiction when I'm singing. So yeah. it, I can't remove myself from it. And then it's like, now that I know that you're there, then I feel like, ye nanga ghar se, par mein tu usko coat pehna dega. <laughs> Yeah. So I yeah. think that's what really took away from it, and and obviously comedy being a very physically intensive thing where you're there and everywhere together. Yeah. But hey, last last half we were discussing Rani and how Rani was yeah. probably the first uh, I would I would call it a mini breakout success of sorts. Yeah. Uh, as a song, and and what's interesting to me is that you know nowadays also I'll, I'll uh, am I allowed to still email the song to people? Yeah, man. Yeah, because I fucking do it all the time. And uh, when I do it, uh, you know, people are like, oh my God, I love this musician. I want to listen to more music. And then I give them your Spotify or your SoundCloud. And then they listen to what's there. And suddenly it's like, uh, they have no idea. They're like, no, no, this one is not. The one you sent to Rani, that's the one you listen to. I'm like, yeah, this one is the one. It's a little bigger. It's been 5-6 years ago. Yeah, man. So, so, yeah, I think this, this I think what happened with that song was I was heavily influenced by the music that I was listening to. There's nothing wrong with that. All of us are. Even like when you're starting out, you want to make the music that you listen to it. Oh, everybody wants to be Louis Louis C.K. also when they start stand up also. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just that. So that happened and I wrote that song and the song has its own values that people attach to it. Like I've, I've received messages that were uh, that was like really intense for me as well like I I don't know if it's if it 
if it's a good thing to say it or not but like i got i got messages where people were like hey man i was i was about to do something really bad to myself and i heard the song and it made me feel better and i was and i felt like they're attaching so much value to the song that i myself never did and yeah it's it's a very it's a very weird space like that i have a very weird relationship with it because i personally don't relate to that song i don't i it was a very calculated style of songwriting it has all those uh, nice yeah. jazzy words yeah. it has those it has those chords in the vaati okay yeah but in the jugnu all of those things yeah it, it has those things i don't want to downplay what like the what people the like what emotions people have for that song but it's just that i never had like i didn't have the same feelings for it because it was yeah. i never felt it at that time i didn't know what it's like to write a song that you yourself it's something that you really want to say right but so i that was where i left off and and i actually i the first two one or two years i used to enjoy the, the fact that oh man i i used to love that song because i was like i've written such a beautiful song and all that yeah but i outgrew it i outgrew that sound i was like okay this is not authentic to me that voice is not authentic to me and that's not the person who i am and it took me a while to realize that i i'm someone who enjoys telling stories more than anything and like stories is not in a way like not like a start to end story but like i was just talking to my mom mom or someone i don't remember but like if, when you like when you look back at it i when i was a child i used to like re- make up a lot of stories just like to end in like mai jaake lion se jhagad ke aaya uska pooch pakad ke gol ghumaya mai idhar jaake ye karke aaya wo karke i used to do that like it was obviously lying at that point but it was like there was something of that sort with it and and i slowly the wanted to get fiction is just uh, lies yeah. with the publisher no yeah <laughs> yeah so so it was just that so i i just like it took me a while to get into it you also sort of pushed me in the direction you were like you you were like you backed me in that way where you were like no give it a shot Actually, in retrospect, I feel like I was pushing you towards something without really knowing what it was myself. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But yeah, like I think I kind of feel guilty in that sense because I was also kind of telling you to do something, but not really mm-hmm. helping you with what to do. No, but it did uh, help because I was just because uh I after I left TCFSS <coughs> and all of that, I took an year and a half long break from getting on stage completely because. I was like I didn't have any confidence and I and that evening like and then no before that evening but like you were also like now focus on your music now if this is not there music is something that you're doing you do do it so in that one and a half year I, I wrote so many songs so this is the the time around which I guess uh, illusions was written and playground was written Veronica Gunnava playground uh, came in later like okay. illusions Veronica. this one song that is not which no one has heard which is the moros love story of the old man it's one of the most beautiful songs you have written and unfortunately the only way you can hear it is if i fucking email it to you that song you're not going to email <laughs> yeah i know unfortunately uh, but yeah so so it was this time when i was just exploring what all i can do in terms of songwriting so i did yeah. that was when i wrote gulnava and which was like 
Gulnaw was one of those songs which had a story, which had a proper story. Yeah. And and it was in a it was in a language that was a little alien to me. It was also very alien from the Rani face that I had. It was something that I was like I was experimenting. So it so that whole phase was just me exploring myself as a songwriter and nothing else. Just what all can I write about? And that sort of that whole one and a half year was what gave me the like what gave me clarity that okay, in all of this I've always had context and stories attached to the songs. The songs are not independent of a story. They're they they yeah. come with the baggage of a story so that was something that was always like that i realized in that period yeah was it so so i think but, but but it was more than that i feel i mean there's there a profound s- structural and thematic shift when you went from being a one person act to then having a band to support you i think shastri playing drums Yeah. Uh, if you've watched any of my stand-up videos from the early days, you've heard Shashwat's song and you've heard Shastri's solo uh, yeah. being played at the beginning of that fucking video. Uh, yeah. I, do you feel like that also dr- like changed, rather you know, impacted the direction of where music was going? The the kind of collaborators you had at that time, because yeah. clearly, I mean, your process was not one of. ये है गाना तुम लोग को बजाने गए इट वॉज यू ऑल वर जेन्यूनली लाइक अ प्रॉपर बैंड वेर यू केम इन विद द कॉन्सेप्ट एंड देन एवरी वन डिड प्ले दैट सिग्निफिकेंट पार्ट इन इट सो द आइडिया सो दैट ऑल्सो वर्कड आउट वेरी ब्यूटली बिकॉज वॉट हैपन वॉज आफ्टर दैट वन एंड हाफ इयर ब्रेक आई वेंट ऑन एन इंटर्नशिप टू डेली दैट्स वेर आई रोड इन दैट वॉज वेर आई रोड प्ले ग्राउंड आई रोड प्ले ग्राउंड इन डेली सो आई केम बैक एंड आई केम बैक फ्रॉम दैट इंटर्नशिप ओरली बिकॉज the court was going in going on a holiday and my mm. senior was going on a holiday so i came back december i had nothing to do my my plan of being in delhi changed so i was early in december and i played so there was this there, at that point there was this guy called jatan who was doing a series of street gigs in baroda called now on and he asked me if i'd go on and play and i said yes and that's where i played a lot of the new songs barring the show that i made you open for me but this is this is a little after that and and that was where like shastri and all heard me those right. shows and then siddharth messaged me and i played the fan girl show alone one of the shows which is where i met ritwik and krishna and amartya right. so that's that's where i met them and then yeah. after that shastri messaged me for the me. benefit of the audience who are these people yeah uh, so ritwik uh, is now ritwik and krishna are now one of my closest friends and Ritwik produced my music. Krishna, uh, Krishna is the guy who mixed the music. Krishna is the guy who basically planted the idea of us working on my songs together. Right. And so, and he's now also someone who keeps uh, suggesting me investment ideas and to put money in mutual funds. I'm so glad finally somebody is getting through to you on this subject. As we all know, guys, you must invest. Mutual fund is right. And if mutual fund already is there, and like Gandhu Giri is saying, "I have already two thousand rupees," yes, then do debt fund. Okay. Yes. Diversify that fucking portfolio. Uh, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Is that so, where the uh, dare I? I don't know what word to use for it because I think genres are a fucking pain in the yeah. ass. Uh, but uh, the electronicness of it 
after that was when shastri messaged me saying that okay uh, i i i like a music i want to play drums on it so and that oh, time right, the fan girl here right now right yeah. pre fan girl sorry sorry yeah. sorry i skipped i got very excited yeah so the oh. fan girl festival was going to happen which was the big stage i was going to play on a big festival stage for the first time so i was like i want to play with a band i don't want to play solo and yeah. sound like a dick over there so i got shastri and rishi this was someone who i always wanted to work on work with because he he was someone who used to think sonically more than anything yeah. else so i brought him in because i didn't have any pedals i didn't know how to create sound so rishi's role was more than being a bass player it was just yeah. creating the atmosphere right. so that was where like a lot of initial sound explorations happened i used to like get like ask rishi that okay this is the kind of sound that i want can you recreate it so that was what was happening at that stage and then we and then we met again with uh, with ritwik and krishna at the main festival and they were like ki ab karna hai and that then, version of illusions uh, is still one of my favorite versions of uh, illusions uh, <laughs> yeah that was that, that's like one of the most early and it it had like i actually felt a lot when i when i used to play at that time because that was a song there was one he- Like that was one rock song that I wrote, like a rock yeah. and roll song. So I was like You're really excited about it. Tempo, it and all, and yeah, and I'm so excited that it's gonna be on the next record, right? Like because yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in in the middle of all this, there was this one night when uh, uh, on the terrace, uh, there was one of your terrace gigs where um, I came and told stories. Oh yeah, man, that was such a crazy night. And so and that <laughs> night, you told me. do this this is what this is what you need to do yeah if you remember you had like this long conversation with me yeah uh, uh and that's what i love about with you like right it's like having a little brother but who occasionally becomes a older brother uh, <laughs> and drops knowledge on your ass you know like so so you were, and you just said dude you your every i think the words you use were everything you're doing is a waste of time this is the only thing you should be doing yeah So yeah. I think that was one of the most important nights I feel like for the both of us in terms of like how we see each other because that was the night where I played every song that I wrote in that uh, yeah. hour and a half and I was like I'll play a 20 song long set and I will see to it that people sit through it I invited yeah. 50 people we had 100 people over at the over at that On show on the terrace yeah everyone heard every single story they were involved and i was getting like the greatest kick out of my life because till before that i'd lost all my confidence of getting on stage yeah and, and this was around music. the time where i was also using baroda i was yeah, i was yeah. giving you baroda right baroda. around then yeah you you played music that night which was cool but then you just asked me can i do a set and that was one of the that was one of the best sets that i saw of yours your performances because you were sitting on a log on a terrace in winter just before winter and there are just people sitting around you and you were it was it, it felt like it was a conversation with them and you were talking about your time in the US and all of those and i don't know there was something those, about it. all those jokes went on to be the first set of videos yeah yeah you know yeah and i just felt like this is how akash this is akash's voice at that when i was just like this is what he needs to do just talk and not do bits yeah 
and i genuinely find because before that we used to discuss bits since then if you if you can think of it we've never yeah. used the word never. bits yeah yeah <laughs> you always like ki maine ye likha hai i'm doing i'm i'm doing this story or that yeah. story yeah but I, like, and i think fuck. it's also that uh, i think both of us kind of realized uh, around the same time that yeah. the 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 music in your case the comedy in my case is the medium it's yeah. not the end goal and exactly so so like, i think that bigger, was there's a bigger thing shift. that we want to do and this yeah. is just one way of saying that okay this is what i have to say and dude that night was like i i like i don't know man so many of like that i don't know now that i look back at it every one of these instances of me meeting people of me meeting you or the krishna ritwik siddharth or now the new band jyotirmay hota yeah. and shrujal or dhruv and lucy dhruv or and anyone lucy. like every everyone i'm i'm like it's so crazy that people i met on the way actually got invested in one vision of me making music and yeah. like it's it's insane to look at it it's like oh man everything is connected <laughs> but that's what you know sometimes i feel jealous of you in that regard because i feel like everybody who works with you is a fan of yours okay like i i i've seen this like i've like just that one time i was talking to lucy about you know the whole what we're planning right now and with all the next few episodes as, as well and it's like you know i can hear it in lucy's voice lucy is a fucking shashwat fan like she's a shashwat fan first and then she's a manager you know and and that's i've i've seen this with everybody who's worked with you i'm always jealous of that because i know that uh uh the people who work with me are not necessarily fans of what i do but they the, uh, what i kind of hope they i think they're fans of the work ethic if <laughs> at best <laughs> but the work itself i just kind of feel like ye to abhi bhi tatti hai sab like yeah. uh, so I, do you feel like it's okay coming to now right like now yeah. there is obviously significant changes in your life you got management yeah. pagalena came into your life earlier yeah. in this uh, late last year middle of last year Yeah. Last year, middle of no, last year. Actually, last to last year. Last to last year. Sorry. Oh yeah, we're in 2020 now, right? So, yeah. 2018 end. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Pagalena approached you, and then um, that journey sort of started with you also finally finishing law school, right? Yeah. So even for me, when law school finally finished, is when I think there was that big change of yeah. uh, 2017. The video <laughs> started coming out, and all of yeah. that just happened. With you also, I think you went on that big tour where nobody came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You remember that? You remember that big tour where nobody came? Yeah, man. Which yeah. one? I've done three. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, you have a few more left, dude. I've done a lot of tours. No, no. One, oh, bro. I've done four tours. Usme se one one tour where nobody came, where people came but they didn't give a shit. Was the one I did with you. Which one? Where? Oh, the the Very one great, in uh, Hyderabad, Bangalore, Hyderabad. and all those places. <laughs> oh, Bangalore was quite good, dude. Yeah, Bangalore, Bangalore everybody actually... was really into oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we yeah, played yeah. one of the best venues to play in Bangalore. Yeah, which uh, is not there anymore, man. Which so is not sad. there anymore. Yeah, so many venues yeah. have gone. Take five is gone. Uh, we we did B flat, and yeah. I remember that hell. So the idea was when we were doing Bear with Me, um, uh, that uh, uh, Shashwat would open with music. and uh, then i would go on and do uh, the sh- show and in hyderabad that concept just completely did not work because and but that was a dick crowd yeah i yeah. have i have played that uh, tape over and over again for i yeah. for many months 
ट्राइंग टू फाइंड समथिंग कि नहीं शायद हम में कुछ कमी रह गई थी यू नो एंड आई रिमेंबर टॉकिंग टू सम कॉमिक वॉज देयर फ्रॉम हैदराबाद दैट नाइट एंड इज लाइक ब्रो डूट वट आई यू सेंग देर इज दैट्स अ नाइट दैट कुड नॉट हैव बीन सैलवेज इवन इफ यू ट्राइड डूट वी ट्राइड सो हार्ड I I <laughs> because I realized my music is not working. I started doing stand-up dude. Still didn't work. My I, stand-up was I didn't know what to do. मैं तो stand-up पे already था. फिर मैं I couldn't go back to music. <laughs> yeah man, but but after that like after after that tour when I did the set of shows last year when I did those three tours last year I learned like how to gauge an audience a little better. But yeah, and I think that's where like having a team sort of brought me, like gave me that comfort of understanding what's happening and like understanding what the audience is like. And I don't know in how to put it that way, but like yeah, with when Pagal once Pagal Hena came, Pagal Hena came in, it just sort of gave me a little more clarity with how I want to do shows. Because before that, I was just doing shows. I was telling stories and all for sure. Like I would do, like that. Like that night at Tuning Four, we played almost two and a half hours. Dude, that that gig was that whole night. I don't yeah. think we can get into the happenings yeah. of that whole night. Yeah, we can't. Uh, but but quick shout almost... out, quick shout out to Balraj for Habitat Man. We love you, and we Man, are we are. It's he's home. an angel. Yeah, and uh, and habitat is this is like that's the thing, right? Like you're gonna go back in history, and you're gonna be like, this was the epicenter of so many different things. Yeah, man. In that happened in art in in the western half yeah. of India, you know. But yeah, so like Pagalena came in around 2018. So when yeah. so Dhruv accidentally heard playground. when krishna was mixing a show to just test the pa krishna or amar one of them played the song on the pa and dhruv heard it and he liked it and he went through my soundcloud and at that time I, and like my soundcloud if you go there <laughs> it's it's not it's it doesn't sound like any of the music i put out i have put out on your soundcloud only. doesn't sound like your own soundcloud sometimes <laughs> yeah so it's so basically the idea of the what was happening was because the mixes were taking a lot of time yeah. and like things like things were moving very slow well before the releases and i wanted to just like explore my sound because i was just like okay i've learned so much from this recording that's where i learned the electronic like the synth and all of those things came into my music and i was like oh my god i want to use this somewhere and i want yeah. like it's again the, it's it's again the energy i wanted it to like go somewhere so i just Fucked around on SoundCloud, and I just I, I my dad had an iPad. I was like I I on GarageBand. I got I got this thing called an iRig. If they want to give him give money, <laughs> but so so I got this and I just plugged in my guitar and I just started recording music and anything that I feel like I want to put out, I'm going to put it out. It's it's sort of like a rough notebook, yeah, or or like a mood board of sorts, which. Yeah. captures all these different sounds and ideas and i bring it back i bring it together on my music which i put out so that was what happened and dhruv ex- like dhruv also heard all the music on soundcloud and then he was like would you want to would you want to release the music with us and i was like <laughs> i was like for sure because at that time i was like pagal hai na is too big a label for me <laughs> i was like this this relationship of a baroda singer songwriter with pagal hai na 
But like it was, it was basically like you know, like just you know that scene where Paul Rudd, like the Ant Man, is just like, do you want me to join the Avengers? Am I an Avenger? <laughs> so it, 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 I had so I, and I was, I never approached them because I thought this is never going to happen. So I never, and it just happened, and yeah. I was like, for sure. And then we finally put out the music, and last year in April we released the three singles, and after what. Again, that is another beautiful story, right? Like, I mean, uh, 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 I think that's like that's one story I tell to people when they are out of hope, like <laughs> about what will happen to their music. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, so basically, when Shashwat was trying to do uh, the album, and it was not, uh, uh, I mean, we needed to raise money, and yeah. he texted me and said, "Ki aare kya paisa ye ho?" And I said, "Fuck it, dude! Like, your song has been enjoyed by hundreds of people on email." Let yeah. me just drop everyone that, like, just send an email on that thread and say, yeah. hey, now he wants to record an album, give us money. <laughs> and and I think it took like six hours, dude, right? Yeah, man. It was so, when we got on the train, there was no money. When we reached Delhi, we reached 50% of what we wanted. That night, I think the next morning, we had all the money that we needed to record the music. But yeah. And one of the things that I learned along the way was just waiting is very important. Like, yeah. if I if I pushed if I had forced Krishna to mix the songs within the year that I recorded it, I would have released it, and maybe Yourself, yeah. the whole Pagal Hena route would have never happened. Yeah. But it took a while, and because it took a while, Dhruv heard it and he ex- like he went through the SoundCloud route, and. And they got and they and they decided they want to put out the music, yeah. and the way they put out the music was like I never knew that music releases had so much more to it, mm-hmm. and how you could. How like, do you mean that? Like what? Actually, I, I mean, obviously, this is something yeah. I really wanted to cover with Lucy and Dhruv yeah. also. Uh, I mean, get from, too much into it, but yeah, I think just like the idea <coughs> was that these are three songs that have three strong stories. Mm. How do we put these stories out? From the basic, most basic thing was the artwork, and which you only made. Yeah, which I made. But like it was just like ideating and just discussing the song until all of us have like come to a common point. After that, mm. we decide is okay. This is how we're going to release it. After we decide it's not, we release it. After that, we actually start planning things out. And when once these songs once playground released and i think forest fire released was when uh udipan from as we keep searching contacted and he said would you want to join me on a tour or join us on a tour and that was my first tour like as a musician and yeah. like so Dude, I, I still feel kind of guilty for coming to flea bazaar and watching your set and then just like fucking off <laughs> 
ऑनलाइन <laughs> and then i played uh, uh, uh humming tree ah uh, yeah so what, when did you do oroboros that was the tour after that right yeah so that was so, your solo tour yeah no so, yeah so the one that i did with as we keep searching i played solo and then as in your that, the shashwat band tour was where you did yeah. oroboros right so yeah so after that i think last august last year august was when because the uh, drove and lucy both suggested that we do like a tour across india in parts like as different legs with the idea that we want to bring like we want to have two people from each show who come and who are invested in your music this this is this tour is an investment in the future to for be, basically people to listen to your music and yeah. see if they want to be if they want to engage with this further so so the first leg we did was the west india tour which was with the band with krishna and param a really really young tour manager he was 19 when we started the tour he was 20 when we were in goa playing so yeah so so we did four cities that that was my first experience of going on tour with a band and mm. and in during this this lockdown it, like i was like there's so much nostalgia from that tour because we had a day off in goa and we just chilled over there and and the music that was where like a lot of the album that we had that i was writing that was the tour where we where i decided okay we're going to play almost all the songs from the album live right so just for people to get an idea okay that this is where the sound is going to this was a much bigger sound than rani this like it was yeah. it was it was like a complete 180 from rani has there so, have you faced uh, a lot of dissonance from an audience has have audience has been like Why can't you be like more like Rani or whatever? No, 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 right? No, I think like I was expecting that, but not really because after Rani, the other big song which went out was Under the Sun, which we came, which went through your channel, which yeah. was again a very different. It was a rock. Which had you allowed song. me to release it yeah. on time, would have done. <laughs> I think then you, would, I think Pagalena would have happened also quicker. But I just want to put it out there. Uh, yeah. Just look at how much good it did, Fukatwala Swag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. So it was it was just like that was the idea of that tour and and after that tour it was like I that was the first time I actually had like that feeling of like feeling really low when a tour gets over. And it was just we just we just did four cities. Yeah. But, but I felt like this like I don't know something was khali pan. Ha there was this yeah. l- there was this loneliness that I felt after the tour and and that was that and then finally i decided that okay i want to move to delhi last year then i made the move in october i played a couple of shows here and there and then we played magnetic fields with the band again mm-hmm. which which i still believe is one of is one of the as of now it's the best set i've ever played yeah because This, i remember the conversations that we had around your set yeah uh, initially were like just like जगह ढूंढने गए एंड देन इट वाज लाइक ऑडियंस लाइन गए एंड देन इट वाज लाइक गिटार केबल एंड नाउ इट्स लाइक 
सो लाइट डिजाइन में है ना एंड आई वाज लाइक ओह मैन बड़ा हो गया नो मैन सो सो द थिंग इज व्हेन व्हेन वी रीच मैग्नेटिक फील्ड्स इट्स फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल इट्स शिट कोल्ड ओके दिस इज इन डिसेंबर या my ba- the band came down to, from delhi to from baroda to delhi we rehearsed that for a day or two it was shit cold over there and then we reached magnetic fields it's in the middle of a desert thandi and right before the set our sound check wasn't great because of some tech issues uh uday who plays the guitars he was he he wasn't feeling as confident because his guitar was like wasn't sounding that great in the sound check so normally and that's the thing when as a musician if your sound check doesn't go great it's it's like a kick in the balls right before the show right. so it was that and then shrujal who plays the bass he was throwing up jyotirmay was on the verge of throwing up this is 10 minutes before the set why what happened bolo ne kya daru pi liya nahi nahi kuch nahi daru wala kuch nahi it was just like it was just the travel exactly. and the cold and all of those things right. come playing okay. together and so not 10 10 minutes before the set but this was after the sound check that phase yeah so all of us decided to take a nap we slept for an hour we got up i felt a little better shrujal was still throwing up jyotirma was feeling well we went backstage lucy got nariyal pani for shrujal all of that happened and then we went on stage and i don't remember how what we did that night but i remember the feeling and like at this one point me looking to my right that's where normally uday stands and for me to gauge if a set is going great is if uday is dancing and he's not nervous and i look to my right and uday is just jumping and i look to my left and shrujal is in his zone and then i look back and then jyotirma is in his zone and and there was this one point where i know what what i was feeling i don't remember what happened in the set yeah that's 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 how crazy that set went and So and after that we haven't played a band set yet in a in a while. Hmm. <laughs> Since then, abhi tak hua nahi hai. So right. And right after the magnetic field show, uh, Uday and I went back to Delhi. Jyotir and Shrujal went back to Baroda, and Uday and I went to Himachal for our North India tour. Yeah. Which was, which was the tour which broke me in a way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, because uh, we played nine shows. In, a, in within a span of two and a half to three weeks, and I think it was a little less Aww. maybe, but but I think it was a little less. But <laughs> the problem was we were playing in December in Himachal, Himachal. peak December, and we were traveling. We were driving down to all these places. Everything was a drive, so every show was basically a physical test. to play and there was the first show that we played at solan we played at the community over there at cafe zanadu and it was one of the most beautiful things so so that so the idea of exploring himachal was because we realized that people in himachal have heard this song yeah and i didn't send them the song they heard it on their own so we just wanted to go see mm-hmm. we just wanted to go and see what the situation was over there so we went and that night at uh, zanadu was where we played rani because they wanted us to play <laughs> and then we started playing that uh, so zanadu to explain it's in the middle of a valley there's a stream and there's nothing around right okay there's nothing else around it's just the mountains uske beech mein ek cafe aur ek jheel hai and we started playing rani inside the cafe and then the song ended outside in the valley in the middle of the night and everyone's shouting at the top of their voices so this two started on that note mm. and 
it was like a high uday and i also wrote a song over there and then we slowly went on but with each show i could physically feel the strain because yeah. starting december 1st leading till december 29th when the tour ended i was singing every single day i had yeah. been singing there was no break in between yeah so i could slowly feel and then we reached the final show in himachal in palampur where we were playing outdoors and like when i was trying to play the guitar my just my hands started like i could feel my veins stretching and i and i and i was like i can't play anymore we played a half an hour set and we finished it right there and then we finally ended it in gurgaon at a book store called chapter 101 with five people which again yeah. which is which is the number that i want like like do shows with because i can interact with them that's yeah. where it ended but after the show it was like was the first time like it was the second time i was feeling a low but it wasn't like it wasn't like because the tour was like an absolute energy thing but it was just like i could feel like the physical effects of the tour for two weeks i couldn't speak and like i wasn't well and i don't know it just like put me i wouldn't say depression or anything but it was just i was low for like mm. i was low for quite a while for 3 months after that i think after i came back to baroda because of the lockdown was when i looked back at the tour and i was like oh man yeah <laughs> that that tour that there was a lot of good that happened on that tour that i didn't see because yeah, of I everything think the, else that was going on you know uh, i mean, i I, th- i feel like uh, there is a there's like a force like in you yeah. right like that pushes you towards yeah. achieving these things right uh, and and that force is a great thing to get you rolling yeah but it's a sprint wala force it's not yeah. the marathon force that you need to complete a tour like to give yeah. you an example with nasty yeah you know literally this is the week <laughs> right a year ago my nani yeah. passed away we started nasty that yeah. weekend one year back and that tour went on till february of yeah <laughs> this year yeah uh and uh, and it because it's you you are you know and you you can't treat like you know exactly what i mean when you say yeah. when i say that you can't treat each show in a marathon sense each show still yeah. has to be a sprint because yeah. each show still has to be the <laughs> best fucking energy yeah. highest everything whatever they are supposed to give it yeah uh, and and that is i think that learning that comes after a while is is how to pace yourself between these moments of high activity yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also i think that you tend to enter like a runner's high you know almost yeah Uh, by by the end, nearing the end of the tour, when we were doing, uh, I think when we did Oroboros specially last yeah. year for Nasty for the first time, and we were doing Chennai, and I could, oh man, like it was a completely different feeling of yeah. getting on stage and doing it and being more measured and being not yeah. as uh, uh, frivolous with my energy throughout yeah. of it. And I think that's something that I really am really excited to see how that impacts the way you perform and make music. Yeah, I think that was a that was a learning. So, uh, <clears throat> one thing that I learned in two two thousand nineteen, one it was a really important learning for me was that while the fact when I look back at it, I did three tours in my first year of releasing music. It's it's a whatever others might say, but it's like a huge feat for myself. from not doing and from not playing outside baroda to be yeah. able to do three tours in the same year it was a, it was a big deal for me 
and there was a lot of excitement attached to it but but a lot of times excitement doesn't really translate <coughs> translate to being ready yeah and that was that was something which i took took back from 2019 that because there was so much happening i released my music for the first time that year was a high if you look at it it was just like one big high i graduated i moved to another city i'm doing tours and all these things were happening i i forgot to measure like the breaks in between yeah like the in between time i needed to sort of detach myself from being a musician which is what which is what i think it's very important because i was being an uh, i was so involved in being an artist that i also stopped like caring as much about myself as like right. just like for myself to be healthy physically mentally and for me to be able to practice my craft because like if you don't here's the thing like most of music or comedy or whatever it's 99% craft yeah it's 1% art and it takes you, it takes 99 points of craft skill to make yeah. one point of art skill out say exactly. that you know? yeah i mean like for you to be call yourself an artist you need to have some semblance of knowledge on your craft you need to yeah. have your own craft and which is what i'm trying to do this year is just like be more wary of my craft and work on that because the art i know what i want to do as an artist Hmm. in the general sense but it's basically how i put it out and and the medium of putting it out is the craft hmm. so it's sort of like just taking a break and just exploring everything under the sun that can yeah, be done da, 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 do, 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 sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the edit that's going to happen in this you'll see under the sun and the music will start playing and the podcast will be over and we'll like abhi 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 stand up video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's crazy dude how much you can learn from <laughs> tours and just like being like taking things professionally. Your body yeah, will I remind you. Yeah, I think that you. angle na is thoda undervalued, you know. Yeah. People value an artist's humility, but yeah. uh, their diligence I think is as important as their humility. Yeah, man. I think like yeah, that's the whole thing na when when you look at when you look at someone's work most of people who aren't as involved in the craft side of things they believe it's talent yeah but it's and not talent is, it's it's all discipline right like yeah. i mean yeah sorry go on yeah it's like so ever since i was young whenever someone would say talent i wouldn't know but i just felt like oh man that's just sort of i mean it, it's undermining all the work that i'm putting in and just putting it on talent ki ye mere se nahi hai it's it's an involuntary thing that has come to me That's, that's not exactly, true. Exactly, uh, you know. Sorry to interrupt. This is exactly yeah. what I was talking to with Zakir also the other day. Yeah. Where Zakir is like, you know, the most annoying thing to me is when people say it's effortless. Because <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. you have no idea of how much effort goes into making it look this way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, the thing is like, you can see when someone is not practicing the craft. It's visible. Mm. It's very visible when you see someone's work and. it's all it's it's all art and no craft yeah yeah and and, and some i to still don't think that uh, i think i am still not at a point where i make art uh, yeah man i think none of us are yet man we because we don't have a vision of what we're doing we just yeah. we still practicing our craft we're trying yeah. to understand how are, what are the ways in which 
like for you you are still trying to figure out what are the different ways in which i can put out these ideas yeah there's that's still craft yeah art mein bhi bahut dure hai it's yeah man it's it's intense which is like the whole idea of having soundcloud was to practice craft and through that i sort of understood like these small small things about my music yeah which sort of gave me an idea okay this is where my music is going towards i yeah. might like it or not but this is what's happening for me naturally yeah and i think yeah. that's one of the favorite parts about our relationship you know like i think as we're coming <laughs> to the end of this yeah. 90 100 minute long chat on uh, uh, on our own selves uh, <laughs> what i what i love about our friendship is that throughout since i've known you i felt less alone in my pursuits because yeah, it's <laughs> good to know that there's somebody else out there who gets yeah. it and is doing but might not be doing the same thing yeah. but I, i'm not alone and you are not alone yeah. and we have like this counterpoint to bounce yeah. off of every now and then you know yeah. it's like when you're trekking up a mountain at night it's nice to see a torch light somewhere else and be like yeah. oh chalo koi to hai that's the thing dude 2018 new year's eve that night i remember both of us had a call and we said 2019 is our year <laughs> yeah yeah and in some ways it was it was man it was we also did that this december 31st that just went that <laughs> 2020 is also going to be ours it didn't But, work uh, out covid jeet gaya yeah man it's it's crazy i think i think your your friendship and sumera's friendship were the first two friendships where i where i realized that you are also like where i learned that people who say no to you are way more important than people who say yes to you hmm because i think you and sumera were the first like were the first two people who would come to me straight and tell me straight to my face dude this is shit yeah what you are doing is just pathetic and that you need to reevaluate what is what what you're trying to do or your values over there not just for music but just as a person as a person and, yeah and that is something that i took on to like when i wanted to like when a couple of people approached me for management or having a team and all most of them looked at it as a business like okay we're going to book shows for you and and hmm. when i met drove it was just the most important he, that's what we discussed it's like you don't know the number of times that i'm going to say no to you then yeah. say yes and that was that was when i was like man this is this is what i need because i'm at a stage that i'm really young i don't know what i'm going to do so i need someone who knows things yeah to tell me man i <laughs> that no <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is why like i'm trying to uh, like actively was just like because of you i was just like i started appreciating people a little more who were able to tell things to me yeah how how much ever they are uncomfortable they were if, yeah, if I, they, i think dissonance between people is important yeah you know we can't always be getting along that's not yeah, a good thing if and we did uh, get along as much <laughs> huh? if we were always jolly the both of us yeah we i would not be doing this podcast <laughs> yeah if if we were both happy people then i think that's the thing now even with navin like the friendship was built on depression bro yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> but hey man thank you for being on this dude i think this has been yeah, a fucking man. wonderful chat i am really yeah, happy that you fun. gave me this time man 
and other we are half way through now so the other half is the best we can make um uh, stay safe etc and uh, bas utna hi hai chalo <laughs>